Welcome to Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my two besties, my two brawlers, my sexy, my horny, Master John Lord Bala Misty Rain! Yay! Us? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh. So we talked about primal play, and then we just did some primal shit, and we were just like, oh, yeah. oh, let's just do whatever the fuck we feel like. Rawr! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that gets into, we start talking about edge play now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about a lot of play last week. But now, moving into primal play, that that's considered more of an edgy type of play. So we should talk about what edge play is, and, you know, safety concerns, consent. Mm-hmm. So, ideas. Ideas. But first, what we need to do, we talked about this yesterday. We need to do an updated version on reading text messages. Oh, okay. Yeah. Reading text messages. Let's find our text messages here. Yes, indeedy. We have a text message between, we have a group chat going on. Yes. And sometimes our text messages are just too much for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't have to share them. So mm-hmm. you wrote me the other day. I did. What did you say? Well, which part? How far do we want to go back? <laughs> just one. <laughs> <laughs> just I said, good morning, my besties. I hope you all are feeling fantastic. Misty just got marks being my target practice for my whip. Rolling my eyes, she made a fucking mess and is cleaning herself up. Ha <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes. Did she make a mess? She did make a mess. She did. Yes, and I have marks. I was <laughs> I was his target practice. And he he's getting very, very good. <laughs> Does not surprise me. But we just practiced on her ass a minute ago with the slut paddle, and now she has two slut marks on her back, on her butt. Mm-hmm. One for each <laughs> oh, poor Misty. Yeah. Oh. oh no, poor me. <laughs> so whips could be edge play. Oh, or I they think could just whips be fun. would be edge play. And what did you tell me the other day? You're like John. You scare people, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to scare okay. people on the podcast. It's okay with me, but when you tell other people, it scares them. Yes. Oh, that's her way of telling me she's scared of me. And well, and that, <laughs> and that I'm afraid the two of us scare people when they're around us. Oh. <laughs> so you're saying we should stop? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Please, no. All right. So, edge play. Okay. So, we're going to look at different articles. And the article that I pulled was from HuffPost. Yeah, the Huffington, Huffington Post. Post. Yep. Um, and it's a blog from Sex and Relationships. Oh, I, I cannot pronounce her last name. By Sandra Lamorgies. Mm-hmm. She's a PhD. So the title is How Edge Play Can Spice Up a Monotonous Sex Life. Many parts of edge play were once considered freakish. But thanks to the sexual revolution, the internet, and the exposure of BDSM and mainstream media, people have become more educated on the subject, interested, and the stigma has lessened. 
Not so much in the South, is what I say. No, no. Um, But in in many places, the stigma really has lessened and, and people are so open about it. I think we just live in the wrong area. We do, but hopefully what we're doing can help decrease the stigma. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was talking to um, the Griswolds Mm -hmm. the other day, and it was rather sad because, you know, Ellen kind of grew up in the Baptist church. And uh, her friend that she just happened to run into, you know, just kind of saw the new Ellen and actually wrote her a three-page letter and said, you know, this whole change with you, I don't understand, but I really think that, you know, you're going down a path you shouldn't go mm-hmm. and, you know, leading astray, being led astray by something. And, you know, Ellen had said to her, you know, Clark and I, we went and rented a dungeon space for a couple of hours. And, you know, it really enhanced our love life. Right. And she didn't tell her anything about right. swinging or anything else. Anything she did. Nothing. Just that they rented a dungeon space. Yes. Which, how cool is that? Yes. But her friend was appalled. She says, you know, BDSM and the devil, right. they're connected. Oh, my goodness. Well, people still think Dungeons and Dragons, the game, is, yes. is satanic and evil. Yes. I'm just like, wow. The things people say are evil. Yes. Sexuality has always been evil. Yes. It's always been vilified. Yes. But not for us, because I scare people. (laughs) I told Ellen she needs to write her back, use some Bible scriptures, and, you know, God had 12 men following him around in the desert. I think there was a little more there than than what we know from the Bible. Yeah, but... The person's not going to want to hear that anyway. No, no. I just, I would leave it alone and let her grieve that friendship because oh. it's it's a dead friendship now. I'm sure that's better mm-hmm. advice than mine. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure your advice was <laughs> no, fine. I'm no, sure. I'm being serious because I think, you know, a true friendship, it would mean something. But right. hence, it's not a true friendship. So fuck that bitch. <laughs> right, right. Because she's just out to judge. Yes. You know, and, and all she wants to hear is... You're right. I will never do it again. Um, I need to be saved again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back and have boring sex after all the fun we just had. No. No. Uh, I, <laughs> well, and they might, you know, this is this is for thrill seekers. Yeah. People who have, you know, have become bored with vanilla um, and want more. Absolutely. So, moving over to Kink Lovers. Yes. Uh, Kinklovers.com, and this is by Holly. I think we've talked to Holly before. She's talked to us through her articles. Oh, has she? I think so. (laughs) She's pretty knowledgeable. Hey, Holly. (laughs) Says, one man's moderate hanky-panky is another man's kink gone too far. And that's what we were talking about the other night. She said, John, you scare people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get on the podcast, and sometimes we get messages back saying, oh, my God, you guys... You go so far. But I tell her, I was like, this is just normal. This is just the way I've always been. I always thought this was the way sex was. I didn't know it was BDSM. I thought we'd just have fun and do what felt good. Right. Yeah. Try different things and and get creative. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was about being creative. <laughs> but even the wildest adventurers among us can find themselves lost at sea. Kink can be as mild as silk or 
more extreme than one's wildest fantasies. So we're going to talk about edge play today. Yeah. That's so the Huffington Post article says if you're the type that likes to push boundaries, gets bored of the same old routines and wants something new, taboo and exciting, then I have two words for you and that's edge play. Okay. <clears throat> it says edge play pushes not just the boundaries of conventional sex, but the conventions of consensual BDSM. Moving into territory that plays with the limits of physical harm, even death, or defies consent and compassion. So now we're going to start talking about real types of consent and um, being risk aware. So there's different, there's different terms that people use. One of them, most kink, is about SSC, safe, sane, and consensual. Mm-hmm. And then we have rack, which is risk aware consensual kink. So you move into changing the different the definition a little bit. You know the risk going into it, and you choose to play anyway. But this takes a lot of negotiation when you start talking about some of these things. Yeah, because <clears throat> edge play brings you right to the brink of the deepest, darkest parts of the psyche, the places few people dare to tread. Well, I don't. You know, a lot of. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> a lot of what they consider edge play, we don't really consider edge play. Right. But it's because we've been doing it for a while. That's because we've, well, I've seen we've some upped shit. the sexual, our, <laughs> seen our sexual intimacy right. and intensity. So, it says edge play is subjective. The definition for edge play changes from person to person, community to community, and also over time. It wasn't until a couple decades ago that BDSM conventions were, dis- were discussing it. Of course, it existed previously, but was still kept under wraps because of the controversial nature and risk. While some groups consider rape fantasy role-playing as a form of edge play, others don't think this takes it far enough, which is mm-hmm. true. And then, we, then it starts talking about rack, which we've already, I already discussed because I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so I like this because this is what I think happens with me is edge play means taking a sexual encounter to the very edge of your psychological limits an intense erotic walk to the dark side. And it's, it is, it's all the head stuff. Yeah. A lot of the, the, the mind fuck and the psychological stuff is edge play because you have to be really careful. Right. And we've talked about that before. I have to be really careful sometimes and remember to bring it back and to explain to you just role play Right. I didn't really mean it. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You said that. You said, I have to remind you that this isn't real. We're just playing. I really do love you. <laughs> right. Right. I called your names because you wanted me to. It's okay. I really don't want to cut off your arm and fuck you with it. Don't stop. I know that you stop putting like words that. in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I would think after playing with someone for the last 10, 11 years mm-hmm. that he would really get what I'm saying and that it was all just play. But there's times where he just, he loses his shit. If I don't clarify, I scare him. He's like, baby, why are you doing that? And I'm like, Oh my God, what am I dealing with? Fucking preschooler. Shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> are you saying I'm a preschooler? No, sometimes mommy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that 
I mean, you of all people should know this. Right. You get in that zone. You do. You you kind of like retract into that little person that you feel, you know, and that's what he does. You do. When you play and you get into those roles, you do start to feel real fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you, you can you can stay in a role a lot longer and then I start getting, yeah, I start getting scared. And then I'm like, okay, is is this real? Or is he just, you know, you know? I mean, sometimes it challenges my reality. One of the articles actually put 24-7 as edge play. Well, yeah. Because for that reason, because you want it 24-7. And then when we do it, you're like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and I have to come back and say, okay, let's, let's not play for a little while because you're starting to feel right. like... This is the really the reality when it's not, and it, and you know when I'm doing that when I'm going there that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it's got a list of a few things, and we don't always agree on all these lists. A lot of them extreme. So let's just go down the list: extreme breath play. Absolutely, you have to be very careful with that. Blood play and cutting, needle play and piercing, fire play. Love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that is edge play. I love needle Because that's, that's real danger. Yes. Knife play or gun games. We, we have talked about gun games before. We don't recommend that. No. Purposeful <laughs> transmission of HIV and other diseases. That is, is not play. To me, that's... Yeah, it, it this one talks about it what's legal and what's not legal and and that is criminal, I think. Well, everything we do is criminal. <laughs> <laughs> it's all illegal. <laughs> but that's it's a consensual thing. Right. But the purposeful transmission of HIV and other diseases. Yeah, some people have kinks. We've talked about some extreme kinks before. They really want to be amputated. They really want to be bred and be pregnant and that affects your life beyond the play scene but this one right here that's that's not play i don't think that's play Mm-mm. you're no, not playing but, around anymore but they they have this mindset of you know if, if i'm out there playing there's a, a large chance that this is going to happen to me anyway so why don't i just go ahead and do it I know. Well, I'm telling you, that's what the mindset is. Says that in my article. Does it say that in your article? Well, my article, the next thing it says is electrostimulation. You like that, don't you? I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I like it. I don't like the black wand that you have now. So let's clarify on this. So Misty is reading an article that is written by by a woman by a PhD, PhD. Uh-huh. and John and I are reading an article that's basically just by Holly. For, by Holly, you know, <laughs> and Holly just wants to fuck and talk about fun shit. So we're gonna play with Holly, John, because right. Holly's our friend. <laughs> You can have all your psychological bullshit. We're going to have fun. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding, baby. We need you. <laughs> Will you finish yours? Well, I'm going to finish my list. Because here's our favorite one. We've been talking about it a lot. The desire to amputate one's own limbs. Woo-hoo! Cut your arm off and fuck you with it. No. <laughs> That's edge play. But it says the desire to amputate one's own limbs, not the actual... Committing of it. And I really don't have a desire. And we've clarified that several times on this podcast. You've clarified it. I've told you several times what I want to do. And you just 
not. You haven't you haven't consented yet, but you will. Oh my god! <laughs> now, Misty, your bottom. Think about this. Is it really true? And I think maybe you can put things in perspective. Do you find that the hornier you get, the more amorous you're feeling, the more willing you are to do things? Well, I mean, look what we did before the podcast. Um, and I even said, please fuck me. And he's like, in front of me, I said, I don't care. I just, you've brought me to the edge. Fuck me, please. And then we put... <laughs> a clover oh clamp on her clit with a weight on it. Yeah. We put clover clamps on her nipples and pulled mm-hmm. on those. Mm-hmm. And then we slapped her ass with a slut paddle. Mm-hmm. We made her scream a little. Mm-hmm. And, and a butt plug. And a butt plug, which she's still sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next on the list, incest role play. A lot of people have that fantasy. Yeah, I don't know if it's us. edge play or not, but a lot of people have that fantasy. Not age us. play, we've talked about that a lot. I don't really consider age play as being edge play. <clears throat> no. We have a lot of people that consider themselves littles, they're our friends. It doesn't seem like edge play at all to me. No, I think maybe because it's more taboo and it's frowned upon right. with a lot of people. It's more taboo yeah, play. It's the, it's the diaper part and it's the... Yeah, it's, but it's the, not dangerous. It's not There's dangerous, not but danger. it's the psychological pedophile part, too, that... The lactation. Right, all yeah. of that, yes. Yeah. And then Mia's favorite, which is definitely edge play, scat play. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I play with your shit. Come over here. I'm going to shit on you, boy. <laughs> she likes it when people come back and say, I like your shit. It's more nutty. Yes. Oh. Yes. No. Right. I, I even loved it when I had that young guy came over and we did it outside on the patio. Yeah. And I'm like, I shit in a plate just for him. And he's like, ooh, can I take some pictures of it? So he got his head like right next to it, licking it and taking pictures of it. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And this is the shit I get to do first thing in the morning. So that was fun. You know you like it. I do. I loved it. I was like, yeah, eat that shit. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You know you love it. Eat Um, that shit. (laughs) Scat's a hard limit for me. But if, you know, other people are into it, that that is fine. I'm not. But in my <laughs> article, it says there are three main elements to edge play. The first is a sexual role play with the implication of psychological or physical violence. This is also known as S&M play. And the specific nature of this role play depends entirely on who is playing, since what feels threatening to one person may be boring to another. But common elements include rough play, smacking, punching, breath play, erotic asphyxiation, fire play, gun play, blood play. The second part of edge play is quite literal. It means actually playing with a sharp object that has an edge, such as knives or swords. Baby, your sword's sharp. I poked poked right in the nipple with my sword. She liked it. <laughs> but it was scary. I didn't move. Was it your dick or my, my, sword? My, my needle dick. It was poking her. <laughs> right. Making her bleed. <laughs> or other cutting instruments. And then the third element is more figurative and has to do with challenging the limits of a partner or partners. Wow. Mm-hmm. We never do that. No. No. 
We don't do any of this. It's freakish. Really? <laughs> it's taboo. There's a lot of arguments for and against edge play. Obviously, it gets dangerous. You're using a real knife or a gun and things like that. You you have to know the risks. Like when we we do knife play, we do. we use knives that aren't sharp. It's just the psychological aspect. And there's ways to make it feel like it's sharp, you know, with electrostimulation added to it, which is also edge play because you can do a lot of harm with fire and electricity. Mm-hmm. So it's important to not only discuss before what your limits are and to have consent, but to know what you're doing. And and so, for the bottom to, to trust that you know what you're doing. Right, because if I'm putting fire on you and you jump, that's going to be bad for both of us. Right. Or if I put an actual knife blade on you and you move, that's going to be bad. <clears throat> there are debates raging within the hardcore communities over edge play, with some claiming that universal moral limits or taboos exist, period. Usually the kinds of edge play activities protested involve those who cannot consent, including disabled people or children, which is, uh, we agree with that. Mm-hmm. Other times it's public health that is considered. After all, even if you get off on the idea of receiving a disease or setting your own penis on fire, you want to set my penis on fire. I don't really want to set my own penis on fire, but you got... That's your thing. I, that is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> this can directly indirectly affect other people like family members or taxpayers. Because if you die, you can't pay taxes anymore. Right. Oh. <laughs> Defenders of edge play say all desire is natural and all boundaries are artificial. You can get an STD by accident, so why shouldn't you do it willingly? That's what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Detractors say extreme kinks are no one else's business except those consenting to them, except when they are. For example, being strangled will cause emotional harm and trauma to family and loved ones if you die. They haven't consented. (laughs) Whatever. In turn, (laughs) defenders say anyone can take ill, die in a fire, car crash, or get raped. So choosing to do so is taking power over what is usually out of one's control. So for couples who know each other very well, edge play has a lot of benefits. You can get to see a new side of your partner and of yourself. One where all the social layers have been stripped away. You may feel we know everything about one another and your partner, but once you have a knife on your throat and they're begging for mercy, a new side of the personality emerges. This type of play can increase the level of trust and closeness you both feel, since it can help each person discover, explore, and share the darkest corners within themselves. It also keeps things fresh. <laughs> like, Real fresh. I might your, kill you. Your pants won't be fresh for long. <laughs> I'm glad I wore my brown pants today. <laughs> But it it does increase the level of trust. I would think so. Yeah. Why do you think it does that? I think that, you know, when you you get in that situation and you know you love someone and they love you and it's a mutual love and trust, I think they know that you're not going to do anything to truly harm them. You know, I mean, you know, you saw me play with one of my old subs today. Right. What did I do? You know, I choked her. She passed out. Yeah. You know, and I was going to make sure she wasn't going to fall off the chair or hurt right. herself. You know, I knew that, you know, she'd be revived. And, you know, we all know CPR. So, right, right. You know, but one thing I do that I really like to fuck 
with my main slave and I'll tell him, oh man, I haven't done CPR in so long. I hope I can remember. <laughs> oh God, now what if I can't? And then that's when I'm like holding the gas mask right. or, or I'm holding the garbage bag over his head. <laughs> Where where do I put my hands? Is yeah. it fifteen compressions? Is it staying alive? Uh-huh. I don't remember the song. You need to play the song <laughs> while you're talking. <laughs> staying alive, staying alive. Oh my god, that's good, right? That's right. Yes, I, I think one of the reasons that it increases the level of trust is so. Like you know, I'm extremely vulnerable um, and scared. And, and there's a real knife at my throat, and there's the possibility that something could happen and, you know, my throat could get cut. But then we've got John who can, you know, behave primal and, and behave like a criminal or like he really wants to cut my throat, but doesn't. And, and so we've both been in a dark place Oh, and, I'm in a dark place now. Well, psychologically. Oh, thanks, psychologically. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm it's a the headspace. Yeah. <laughs> dragon. <laughs> dragon. So Kill we're both the in <laughs> <laughs> And and when you come out of that headspace and and realize that you both had such a fucking good time, um, you know, you know, you can do something dangerous with each other and we've got each other. Yeah. You know. And I think at that moment, you have no choice to but to give up control. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. And that's the moment. That's the subspace that people are looking for, I think. You know, this could be my actual last moment. That's why I like breath play. And that's mm-hmm. the best way I know how to explain it. I'm, I'm being choked. I know I'm probably going to pass out. I could die. I really could. So... I'm going to enjoy this moment because it might be my last moment. And then when I come out of it, all of a sudden I appreciate everything more because that could have been my last moment. And I had this realization that, Hey, I'm going to die. Maybe not at this moment, but Mm -hmm. I will. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it is just that psychological aspect. This person brought me to this edge and I had to give up control. And it's that control that you're giving up that intimacy and that that's the, oh absolutely absolutely i think that hits the nail on the head because that's what we're trying to do in bdsm is it's all a power exchange right so when you actually give an actual power exchange over your life to someone else that that's a really intimate experience mm-hmm. today we uh went to the sex store with our very good friend, our new friend. And he said to us, he said, you know, I really love how you push my limits and make me go beyond my, my regular, you know, thought process, Mm -hmm. you know, made him think, you know, outside of the box and, you know, what did he do? (laughs) He came home with a big, huge dildo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Push me some more mistress. Well, that's, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let just anyone help me push my limits. No. I mean, I, I've got, especially like if it comes to breast, breath play. <laughs> yeah, you do breath, some breast play. I know, too, I, you? my breasts are still really tender. <laughs> but, you know, so that's something that, you know, we're slowly pushing a little bitty bit because it's still, it's like my last trigger. 
Um, and it's, it's the thing that I have the most difficult time giving up control. And you wouldn't want to address that with just anyone. That's the whole point. But no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said. Yeah. It's a I know he doesn't really want me to die. No. <laughs> no. And we do things and I explain things to her and yes. bring her into the dungeons like, here, let me show you how to choke me. Right. Safely. <laughs> so that you know that when I do it to you, I know how to do it safely. So we talk about it and we go through it. I don't just choke the shit out of you. No. So we're pushing this limit today. <laughs> no. We learn together and we practice and we push slowly. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Yeah, kids. Setting up edge play boundaries. Mm. Shit. Fuck that. You're going to die one day. Might as well be dead. <laughs> Might as well. Will you die with me? No. 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 I still have a lot of fun to have. <laughs> Many people say following the law of where you live is sane and safe boundary that makes sense, personally and socially. That makes sense, right? <laughs> following laws on age of consent and gun use would be reasonable. Other kink lovers say rules are made to be broken, or that laws are arbitrary, or that laws are imposed on us without our consent. I seem I tend to go with both of those arguments. Some argue that laws are meaningless. In some countries, it's against the law to have premarital sex, and in others, old men can marry toddlers. These argue that morality must be personal, because our responses to sexual pleasure and sexual pain are so complex and varied, each and every one of us will have disgust towards some of the activities others pursue, as well as outrage at the prudishness of those who discount and judge our desires. And that's extremely true. You know, we talk, you don't like shit. Mm -mm. Mia loves it. I know. <laughs> and the two of y'all love to talk about it. I love giving it, and we love talking about <laughs> we it. We love talking about shit. You know how many munches we've been to, and I just start talking about shit while pe people get their food, they start eating, and I'm like, hey, Mia, remember that shit? <laughs> and they just look at me and, like, push their plate away. It's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> they hate it when I go to munches because I just start talking. And I don't even do it on purpose. It just happens. And I'm like, oh, you were eating. <laughs> yeah. Sean likes the attention. It's funny. It's great. <laughs> But some of the stuff we do, people are going to think is outrageous and disgusting. Right. Yes. Right. And we feel like, hey, that's not your place. Why are you being so prudish? Right. But when they, they're, they're going to do things that we think are disgusting, and they're going to think the same thing towards us. Well, yeah. Because, so you know, why, we think their prudish behavior is right. disgusting. So I try not to judge people, <laughs> you know. I'm, and especially when we do interviews and things, we just ask the question and let them answer. We don't, mm -hmm. we're not there to, pass judgment or give our opinion. We just want to know, know the yeah. story. We're here to enlighten. Right. Absolutely. It says, in my opinion, it's common sense to avoid activities that people whose practices disturb us, as well as those who judge us, and to seek like-minded partners for the kinks we want to explore. Right. So. Hmm. Any other kinks that you all want to explore that you haven't yet? She wants to get a double-ended dildo and f and... Do butt to butt. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> and then she wants to have the dildo inside both of our asses and scissor each other while she jacks me. I thought that's what you wanted. Is, I wanted is that. What I wanted. I wanted to back up butt to butt and do it. And you wanted to scissor so that I could jack you off while we're doing it. I thought you wanted to do both. Well, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> 
Do you want me to talk about the physical benefits? The physical benefits? Yes, of, of edge play. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Ready? <laughs> sure. So the excitement and fear such play induces can release norepinephrine yeah. and adrenaline. Yeah. And it can also release endorphins, mm-hmm. which help relieve stress and fight depression. <laughs> the fear and anticipation <laughs> give way to heightened pleasure, releasing serotonin, dopamine, and vasopressin. In large quantities, giving one a sense of happiness, fulfillment, and well-being. So that's 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 such a huge benefit. That's what I want all the time. It's like cocaine. Uh, okay, it's not true. that we, I would know what cocaine is. Like. We talked about this before we we got on the episode. We talked about how you know. I was doing all this fucked up shit to her. We were putting clamps on her and spanking her with the slut paddle. And just now she got slut written across her ass. And it made her feel better. She's like, oh, John loves me still. Mm-hmm. If I'm nice to her, she thinks something's wrong. <laughs> Not completely. Not completely. But- you would like it if I was nice to you. I just don't know how. <laughs> but if I'm not, you know. If she's not getting those chemicals, she she feels like something's missing in the relationship because she's used to getting those chemicals and doing those types of things. Well, and it's great because, you know, I have a, a chronic pain issue. And so all of these chemicals that are released help me to not think about the pain. It's not like the pain goes away, but it is medicated, you know, with dopamine and <clears throat> and other endorphins and and it also makes me forget about it with the serotonin norepinephrine so that I'm not depressed about it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a natural way she to likes, manage my pain. She likes to be afraid. She likes fear mm-hmm. because it releases adrenaline. It does. Mm. And that's why we're going to put this on your little clit again. Oh, please. Are you scared? Yes. You should be. You saw what happened last time and it hurt. It did. And I did it anyway. You did. So the listeners, they don't see this, (laughs) but it is a nipple clamp, the traditional kind, that's about three inches long and it has a two pound weight attached to it. (laughs) It's a metal ball that is quite heavy. Yeah, especially if you clip it to a clip. Absolutely. Because we only have one. And what happens when we only have one of something? It goes on the clit. It goes on the clit. Because if we had two, it'd go on your nipples. Right. Right. And then we put nipple clamps on your nipples and pull those (laughs) (laughs) to try to make the pain on your clit go away. Because you just said yourself, if I make something else hurt, it makes the pain go away somewhere else. Um, It didn't work, did it? No, it didn't work. (laughs) And then you got spanked. Mm-hmm. And it that still worked. Hurt. That worked. That mm-hmm. took the pain away for a minute. It did because you were still begging to stop. No, I was begging to have it taken off after you stopped spanking. Oh, so what you need is more spankings. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't All know. Right. Well, she bend. wants to go in the zone, John. Well, bend over. Come here. <laughs> Get, come across my knee. Oh, here, here's the wood spoon, John. The wood spoon. Okay. There you go. Pull the pants down. Until next time, make all of your dirty, nasty, 
how to control fantasies become realities. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>